Agam, this that we said that Moshe Rabbeinu was placed in the Suf, is referring to a swamp. As the verse says, We see that the verse refers to Suf as a place of reeds. The verse says that the daughter of Par went down to wash herself upon the Nile. She went down to the water in order to wash herself from the Avodah Zorah, from the idolatry of her father, meaning she went down to convert. That's what it says. If Hashem will wash off the dirtiness of of the daughters of Zion. It's referring to getting rid of idolatry. The verse says that the, her maidens were going along with her. This walking is a type of walking towards death. We're going to see what that means later on. And this is what it says. Similarly, Behold, I'm going to die. So she saw this little basket amongst the reeds. When the when her maiden saw that she wanted to save this little baby inside of the basket, so they said to her, her master, the way of the world is when you have a human king, he makes some kind of decree. If no one is going to listen to that decree, at least her the person the king's children are going to listen to it. And you're not listening to the gzer, the decree of your father. You're going to save some Jewish child? Now, So the angel Gavriel came and, and smacked them into the ground. He killed them. So the verse continues that she sent out her arm. And she took the baby. So we have an argument between Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Nechemiah. One says that she sent out her arm. And one says no, that it means that she sent out her maiden. Because an ama, this the one who says that it's a, it was her hand, it says amasa because it, it could also mean an arm's length. And the one who says that it's a shivcha, why does he say that? The like sivyada doesn't say her hand, so therefore it, it, it must be referring to her ama, her shivcha, her maiden. The one who says that it was indeed her maiden, didn't we say that Gavriel, the, the malach, the angel, came and killed them, killed all the maidens? The Shire Lachad, the Gemara answers that she left, that there was left one. The Lav Orcha de Basmalka because it's not the way of a queen or a princess to be walking all alone. Now, Ulamanda Amar Yada, so the one who says that it was indeed her hand literally, Lichtav Yada, why doesn't it say Yada? Why does it say Amasa? The Gemara answers, this is what it's teaching us, that an ama means an arm's length. So it's telling us that her arm actually stretched out in order that she'd be able to, to catch this little basket. As Mar says, that just like we find, this is actually a Gemara in Megillah, it's talking about how the scepter of Achashver stretched out for Esther. So we find a similar thing, says the Gemara there, by the arm of the daughter of Paro. We also find a similar thing by the teeth of the wicked. This is reference to Og, which is a Gemara in Brachos. That we see that the, it says in the verse that the, literally it means the teeth of the evil ones you broke. Don't read it that you broke it, but rather that you stretched them out. 
The Gemara there in Brachitz explains this verse saying that Og, Melech HaBashan, this giant, so he wanted to destroy the people of Israel to destroy all of Klal Yisrael. So he knew that from one side of Klal Yisrael to the other side of the Klal Yisrael was a certain distance. So he took a large mountain, he picked it up on his head, that was as big as the entire encampment of Klal Yisrael. And what did Hashem do? Hashem sent little ants to split the mountain in half to the point where the mountain fell to either side of him. One side of the mountain fell upon one shoulder and the other side fell on the other shoulder. And then the verse says, so he tried to put it down, but he wasn't able to because his teeth, they stretched out and got stuck inside the mountain until he wasn't able to put it down. Check out the Marsha and that Gemara over there in Brachas for a deeper understanding of that Gemara. Now, the Gemara continues, So, the verse says that she opened it up and she saw the little child. It shouldn't say, She saw him with the, the child, it sounds like there's something something else happening there. Because the word as can also mean with. So, says, She saw, what does it mean, instead of She saw it, meaning the Shechina, along with him. Now, vihine na'ar boiche, if the verse says, Behold, there was a child crying, kari le'yelet v'kari le'nar. It's calling it a child, and it's also calling it a young child. What does that mean? Tanahu yelet v'kari le'kenar. He was a child, he was a baby, but his voice sounded like a young child, like a young man. Divrei Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says this. Amr le'Rabbi Nechemia. So Rabbi Nechemia said to him, Imkain, asis le'moshe Rabbeinu Balmum. You mean moshe Rabbeinu to Balmum? Here he is a little baby, and his voice is very thick. And he's from the tribe of Levi, says Rashi. So this is a Balmum, this is, this is a problem for him. So he says a different shot. This is Rabbi Nechemia. So his mother made for him a canopy of a child, as if someone's getting married, inside of that little box. Amr, she says, She said, maybe I won't merit to see him getting married off. So that's why she did it. And that's why the verse refers to them as a na'ar, hinting to the fact that in some way there was a nairus here, there was a young man aspect to Moshe Rabbeinu inside of his little box. Now, the Gemara says, So she said, Basi said, the daughter of Paro said, This is one of the children of the Jews. How did she know? She saw that this baby was circumcised. So interesting, the Marsha points out that even according to the one who says that he was born circumcised, first of all, she didn't know that. She wouldn't possibly know because most children are not born circumcised. There are unusual cases, but she wouldn't have ex- expected that. And he also says that even if he was born circumcised, so what we do is if a baby is born without an orla, without a foreskin, so you do take a little bit of blood and you can see that blood was taken there. So she was able to tell that he was indeed one of the Jews, the Jewish children. The Gemara points out that the, the verse is the word zeh, this is a child from the Jews. What does this word teach us? It teaches us that she said a prophecy without her even realizing it. This child is going to fall, meaning fell into the sea. And no one else is going to any longer be thrown in the sea. What does that mean? This is what Rabbi Lazar says. What does it mean when the verse says, Go over to the necromancers, and soothsayers, they whistle and they croak. They see and they don't know what they see. They make noises with their throats and they don't even know what they're saying. They saw that the Savior of the people of Israel is going to have his downfall through water. So that's why they said any child that's going to be born should be thrown in the sea. Once 
Moshe Rabbeinu was placed in the basket inside of the water, Amru So they see that something happened, that this child was indeed thrown into the water. So they say that there no longer needs to be this gzera, but l'gzera sayu. So they annul their decree. They don't realize that what was the water that they were talking about? It was the water of the rock that when Moshe Rabbeinu hit the rock, that that was his downfall. This is what Rabbi Hanina says. What does it mean when the verse says, These are the waters of Mariva, that were fought about. These are the ones, these are the waters that the necromancers of Paro saw, when they made a mistake. So this is the understanding of why the verse says that they see things that they don't understand what they're going to see, and everything is unclear. They say things that they don't even know what they're saying, because they have some kind of access into the secrets, but the access that they have is very unclear. So it's very easy for them to make mistakes. The Gemara continues, Moshe, And this is what Moshe Rabbeinu said, 600,000 Ragli. So Rashi explains that the word Ragli is saying, it sounds like it's saying, my, something that belongs to me, something that I caused. So Moshe Rabbeinu said to the people of Israel, It was because of me that all of you were saved. So the Marsha explains, well, what do you mean because of him you were saved? Because he went into the water, so now they no longer were going to have the gzir, the decree upon the children. The first place, why did they go and have a decree at all? So that it was the, all just to kill him. Marsha explains, no, it's not true. Originally, the original decree was because since there were so many Jews, so the, the midst of the Egyptians were afraid that the Jews are going to take over their land. So that's why they started killing the, the, the boys at the beginning. And that's the first two decrees. And only the third decree was to stop the, the Moshia, the savior of, of the people of Israel, to, from, being, from succeeding in doing that. So once they saw that Moshe Rabbeinu, the savior of Israel, was already thrown into the water, so to speak, so they said, well, there's no one that's ever going to save them anymore. So then the whole Gezerah, the whole decree, was taken off of Kla Israel at all. And therefore no more were the Jewish children thrown into the river. So that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, because of me, you were all saved. Now, the Gemara continues, Rabbi Hanina Bar Papa Omar, Rechinina Bar Papa says, It was the 21st day of Nisan. So the angel said in front of Hashem, Master of the world, The one who's going to say the songs on the sea on this day, right, the 21st of Nisan, was seven days after they left Egypt, and that was when they went through the Yamsuf, and they said the Shir, they said the song. So Moshe Rabbeinu is going to lead the people of Israel in song. Yilke, is he going to, is he going to be destroyed on this day? That day that Moshe Rabbeinu was placed into the, into the Yamsuf, it was Shisha B'Sivan, it was the sixth day of Sivan Hoya. So the angel said, in front of Hashem, The one is going to receive the Torah from Harsin on this day. Is he going to be destroyed, heaven forbid, on this day? We have here a machlokas, an argument. When did this occur? Was it on the 21st day of Nisan or the 6th day of Sivan? So now the Gemara says, So according to the one who says that when did this happen? It was on the 6th day of Sivan. We understand. So we know it was three months after the Moshe Rabbeinu was born. And when was he born? He was born on the 7th day of Adar, Moshe Rabbeinu. So if you count three months from the 7th day of Adar, you get precisely Vav Sivan. He was born on the seventh day of Adar. So you have three months. The one who said what, that when did this occur? When was it three months later? It was the 21st day of Nisan. 
How does it work out? Because if you go to Zion Adar, it's three weeks of Adar after that, and then you only have three weeks of Nisan, so that's only that's not even two months. So how do you get three months? So the Gemara answers, So that year was a leap year. So you have an extra Adar. So Ruba shall Rishon, so you have most of the first month, and most of the third month, in the middle month is a full month. So that's called three months. Now, so his sister, Miriam, said to Basparo, Should I go and call you a Jewish wet nurse? Now, the Gemara asks, why, why would she specifically go and get a Jewish wet nurse? This teaches us that Moshe Rabbeinu, so they sent him to, to nurse from all the different Egyptian women who were wet nurses, Kulan, all of them, and he wasn't interested in taking any milk from them. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it should read. Amar HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hashem said, Pesha Asit L'Daber Em Hashchina, the mouth that's going to speak with the Divine Presence, Yinak Daver Tameh, should it nurse from some milk that's Tameh, that's impure. Rashi explains, because everything that a person eats, a woman eats, is inside of the milk. The taste of it is inside the milk as well. V'hayinu D'Chsiv, and that's why the verse says, Esmi Yeredeya V'Gaymer, who is the one who's going to be taught Deya, understanding, knowledge, etc. So who is going to receive this knowledge and who is going to understand the sugya? Those who no longer drink milk and those who are detached from the breast. So Basparo says to Miriam, go. The verse says that this young maiden went. What does the word Alma teach us? She went quickly. Like an alma, alma's lushan of stro- strength. Rabbi Shmuel bar Nachmani says, "Amar ha'alma." Why does it say ha'alma? Lima es She made her words hidden. She didn't reveal who she was and who the mother was. The verse continues. Basparo says to her, "Take this child." That's what she said to Yochavit. Amar Rabbi says, she prophesied, she didn't realize that she was prophesying. When she said, take the child, she was really saying, take your child. The verse continues, I will give you your, your payment. says, not only do the righteous people re- receive the thing that they've lost in return, they even get paid to take back the thing that they've lost. That's what we see from Yochavid. So the verse says later on, at the Shira Sayyam, at the Song of the Sea, that, the, that Miriam, the, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, why does it say that she was the sister of Aaron but not the sister of Moshe? Amr of Amram, Amr Rav, so Rav Amram said in the name of Rav, Amr of Amr of Nachman, Amr Rav, those who say that Rav Nachman said in the name of Rav, there was some special nevuah that she had when she was only the, the sister of Aaron before Moshe Rabbein was born. Well, Imeris, and she said, My mother in the future is going to give birth to a child who is going to save the people of Israel.